Well, praise the Lord. You know, Jesus is before me. Jesus is behind me. Jesus is always beside me. And we are surrounded by God. Good morning and welcome to Spiritual Awareness with Pastor Davenport. A spirit-filled, Bible-believing beacon of light broadcast. We are a non-denominational ministry serving the Lord Jesus Christ, both through Gospel of Faith Church in Ash Fork, Arizona, as well as from the Spiritual Awareness Broadcast Studios right here in Fort Mojave, Arizona, which is a worldwide prayer ministry. Praise God. Hello, I'm Pastor Davenport, and I want to thank you for tuning in to today's broadcast, where every week, mostly twice a week, I'll be presenting new and exciting messages from God's Word on faith, love, hope, and the grace of Almighty God. We're going to be exploring the true meaning of spiritual awareness for today's churches and what God meant when he said that he had a new awakening coming for today's Christians in the near future. And I believe that we're seeing it right now through this coronavirus and through what's going on in the streets of America. So please tune in as God takes us on this journey through the what's happening right now in this awakening of, of the book of Revelations, what's going on. I believe that we are in a season of change, and I believe that change is coming. Would you bow your heads with me, please? Heavenly Father, I praise you for this time that, that our prayer partners and our prayer warriors all over the country and around the world can work together to pray a fervent prayer for the salvation of the lost. For all those, Lord God, that, that are, are just lost right now. I believe, Father, that this is a time of that awakening. Oh, an awakening where, where, where Christians all around the world begin to see the book of Revelations, the book of Daniel coming to life in the streets of America. We're seeing prophecy being fulfilled before our eyes. And I pray, Lord God, <coughs> Excuse me. I pray that you would just intercede on our behalf, Lord. I believe that it is a time when every Christian should read and then believe and then receive 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14 as their own and begin to pray that as their prayer and begin to tell everyone around them that this is the time of a spiritual awakening that God has promised in his vision. This is a time when all Christians should join together, Lord, and hit their knees so that you will heal our land. Not only our nation, but every nation around the world and every believer, no matter what denomination, no matter what belief, no matter what they may call themselves, if they believe in the Lord of Lords and King of Kings, they need to hit their knees and begin to pray for the healing of our land in Jesus' name. And I pray, Lord God, that you would be those that are, are suffering right now, whether it be uh, the, the, the people on unemployment, whether it be those that are, are hurting from this coronavirus, whether it be the doctors, the nurses, all the first responders, no matter what it be, Lord God, that you would just touch them right now in the name of Jesus. May this world be healed by the hand of Almighty God. In Jesus' name, we come before you and we pray at our 11 o'clock hour right now and a healing upon those. Special healing is going to go out for, for Sister Judy. Uh, she's going to have a, 
some heart surgery done. And I, I just want every prayer partner and every prayer warrior out there to be praying at the end of this month for her as she goes in for surgery. That's a prayer request. I'm, I'm putting out a call for prayer for Sister Judy, if you would. Just as we, as we pray for all the other ones, let's, let's put Judy on that prayer list right now. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, Amen and Amen. Hallelujah. Last week, uh, we spoke on uh, the part one, a season of change, that change is coming. And we talked about Genesis, uh, the earth bringing forth grass and herb yielding seed and the fruit tree yielding fruit of after its kind, whose seed is in itself upon the earth. And it was so. And the earth brought forth grass and herb yielding seed after its kind and the tree yielding fruit whose seed was in itself. This is in Genesis chapter 1, 11 through 14. In Genesis 1, verse 14, And God said, Let there be lights in the ferment of the heaven and to divide the day from the night, and let them be a sign, and for the seasons, and for the days and the years. Today is part two, as we continue our series on a season of change. Let there be light. Hallelujah. So last week we talked about the seasons of our lives and that change is coming. See, when I began spiritual awareness with Pastor Davenport, in a vision, if you go back and you look that up as a third or fourth sermon, God said when I, when I had this vision that he was going to cause there to be a, a spiritual awakening to come to the churches of the world. And to every Christian, there would be a spiritual awakening for them. And I believe that that's what this is. A season of change is coming. And we talked about that last week, how there is, there is a reason why God gave us these seasons so that there would be a change in our lives. Whether we want it to or not, there's going to be a change. Whether we are ready for it or not, there's going to be a change. Something is about to break in some people's lives, and God is about to take you out of one season that you've been in and take you into a new season. Praise God. Now, for many of us here uh, or listening to this broadcast, maybe all of us that are listening to this broadcast, we are ready for a change. Amen? We talked about it last week. One thing that we need to understand today about God is that he is God all by himself. In Genesis, we find him creating. And at each creative day, we see him praising himself. It was good, he said. It is good. Say that with me. It is good. What we're going through right now, my friends, may not sound like it's good. But I want you to understand, in the midst of chaos... God creates a miracle. Say that with me. God creates a miracle. Out of chaos of the world, God began to create his creation, a miracle of the earth. It was without void in the book of Genesis, it says. But here God, in all this chaos, created a life, beginning with the fruit and the trees and the, and, and the grass 
and he saw that it was good. And the evening and the morning were the third day. And God said, let there be lights in the firmament and the heavens to divide the day from the night and let them be for signs and for the seasons and for the days and for the years. So God took what was in chaos and made it a miracle. One thing that we need to understand about God is that God is God all by himself. He doesn't need any help. We see that at the end of the sixth creative day in which he created mankind, we find him saying it was very good in his creation. Genesis chapter 1 verse 27. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created him. Male and female created he them. See, before there was the first day, there was God. Before there was the first star, moon, planet, and sun, there was God. God has been with and will always be. He is God all by himself, and there is none like unto him. He is all sufficient. He doesn't need anybody's help. The one thing we know about God is that he is the creator. In fact, the creator. In Psalms 90, verse 2, before the mountains were brought forth, or ever thou hast formed the earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting, thou art God. Say that with me. Thou art God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. He is God. And before there was a first moment or the first second, as far back as you can go, there was God first and foremost. There was God. And as far forward as you can see beyond that, into eternity itself, he is still God. And the Bible starts out with these words, in the beginning, God. Say that with me, in the beginning, God. Not in the beginning, God ex existence, because he is eternal, but in the beginning of time as we know it. In the beginning of creation, of what we can know and what we can measure to some degree, there was God. But not the beginning of God, for God has no beginning. Everything that happened in creation came out of him. The stars, the atmosphere, the stuff that would allow life to exist on this planet. The sun to shine in the day and the moon to shine at night. The fish of the sea and the fowls of the air. The creepy things and the crawly things, the fruit trees, the herbs, the forest, the grassy fields, all of this came out of God. Creation came out of him. It oozed out of him. He couldn't help himself with some of what he was creating. Things so incredible and so amazing that this day we are still amazed at his creation. If you stand at the, at, in awe of the Grand Canyon or the Dakota Black Hills in the Dakotas. Scientific spend their whole careers just studying one little part of God's creation and never do get to see all or understand it all. Things so small and close to us that we can't even see them with our naked eye or with the best microscopes. Recently, we saw the, the comet going over. What an amazement God created. Things so big and so far away, we can only uh, hypothesize as to where they are and how big they are. The first thing that God tells us about himself and his word is that he is a creator. He is a creator. You talk about an artist. God created the universe. Imagine God 
in the darkness of the galaxy reached up and grabbed a planet and set it out and said, I will call this planet Earth. And from a dull, dark form, he created Earth. And he began to create it a masterpiece. We need to understand that. He doesn't need anything to work with. He doesn't need anyone's help. He can make it happen all by himself. We can say a lot of things about him to describe him, but the first thing we need to understand about God is that he is a creator. Well, if your God is a creator and you are created in his likeness and in his image, guess what? That means that you are creative, my friend. You have that blood of Jesus Christ running through your veins. Somewhere down inside of you, there is creativity. So God, so God does not give us everything, does he? He does not give us everything we ask for when we ask for it. A house or chairs or kitchen table, he gives us trees. He does not give us light bulbs. He gave us Benjamin Franklin and a lightning bolt, or so the story goes. He does not give us cars, trains, or airplanes. He gives us the raw materials that we need and the knowledge to build them. It's up to us to decide what we're going to do with that. Some people think that because they prayed for God to give them a fence around their yard, and, and that one's going to just pop up out of the ground. But understand something. Understand something with me here. Somewhere along the line, the creative part that he put into our DNA at a creation must go to work. Somewhere along the line, you have to be creative. Creative financing. Creative in what you're going to do with your life. What is your career going to be? You have to use that creative intuition that God gave you to decide what you're going to do. We can sit at home and go, whoa, is me. Oh, what am I going to do? Or you can use the creative mind that God gave you and get up and go to work and find something that you can do. Someone has to stretch a string. Someone has to begin to measure. Someone has to cut down some trees. Someone has to cut them into boards. Someone has to melt some iron and shape it into nails. Someone has to begin laying the boards one on top of the other, and fashion them into such a way that they will not fall apart when the wind blows. You see, God, God doesn't give us things. We need to create something from what he's gave us dominion over. Are you understanding what I'm saying here, church? If our God is a creator and we are made in his likeness, then at certain times of our lives and at certain seasons, there needs to come something out of us. God helps those who helps themselves. Amen? So when you pray, be specific. Tell him exactly what you have need of, but when it shows up, don't expect it to look like what you asked for. Because God gives us our needs, not our wants. You can sit all day inside your garage praying for a catalog, when you got a Ford pickup sitting out in the driveway, he'll meet your need, not your wants. It may show up in raw form, so you can pull it out of your, your circumstances and your situation. Someone said, God, give me patience. Understand, God will not just give you pay, uh, peace of mind to be able to put up with people and stuff when things are going wrong in your life. No. 
No. Patient comes only one way, by living through and surviving some really hard times. If you are praying for patience, you should be watching for God to bring some adversity into your life. If you are praying for financial blessing, understand it will not show up in the form of winning a lottery ticket or hot streak at the blackjack table. It's going to show up in the form of faithfulness to him, faithfulness to God. It's going to show up in the form of something small that he expects you to be faithful with. And when other people would take it and waste it on their own selfish pleasures, God would say to you, be faithful to the kingdom of God. And if you've been faithful in small things, how much more will you be faithful in big things? We ask God for all kinds of things, but we should realize that his answer is probably going to show up in the raw form that requires something from us to bring to fruitation. Someone said, God, I, I want some food. And God said, if a man doesn't work, he shouldn't eat. That's the Bible. If you want food, <coughs> get a job. That's not me. That's the Bible. Someone said, God, I want a home. God says, well, work harder and stop spending your money on junk. Start saving for a down payment. Someone said, God, I want a boyfriend or a girlfriend or a husband or a wife. God says, well, why don't you get closer to me and learn how to love me? And I can show you how to love that other person's to where you won't hurt them and cause your life to be a living wreck. I'm not trying to be mean here. I'm saying that sometimes we pray for things and expect things to be one way when God is giving us things we need to be successful in our lives. It's just that we want him to give it to us in its finished form. And that's not the way he works. He gives us what we have need of, and then it's up to us to decide what to do with it. He doesn't give us a job of our dreams right off the bat. He gives us some little job doing some little insignificant things and waits for us to learn how to be faithful in it until he can cause us to be promoted. See, you need to be creative. You need to get yourself into an environment where that creativity can be encouraged. Who are you, really? Who are you? What are you? What you are capable of should not be defined by the people you are around and the neighborhood you grew up in or the environment of your home. Who are you? What are you? What you are and what you will become is entirely and completely up to you. We've been duped into allowing people to tell us that, that we are the victims of our circumstances. That's not true. Someone here needs to know that, that you are not a victim. You are a victor through Jesus Christ. I want to say it again. We've been duped into allowing people to tell us that we are a victim of our circumstances. But if you're listening to this broadcast, if you are within the sound of my voice, you need to know that you are not a victim. You are a victor through the Lord of Lords and King of Kings, through the Lord Jesus Christ. You are a victor. Romans chapter 8, verse 35 through 37. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulations or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril of sword? As it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, 
Nay, that means no. In all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. It is time, church, it is time for a season of change. Can you say that with me? It's time for a season of change in my life. It's time for something to break loose inside of you that says, I'm not staying where I was. I'm not staying where I am. It's time for something to wake me up. It's time for something to germinate with inside me. It's time for some creativity part of you to say this. This is not how it's going to remain inside me. Something has got to change. It looks like a tree, but I need a chair. It looks like a penny on a sidewalk, but I need financial breakthrough. It looks like a rocky marriage, but I need someone to love me the the way I need uh, and want to be loved. It looks like the loneliness of a single life, but I need God to bring someone who will not treat me the way that last person treated me. So God, give me the time and the place to heal until I know that that looks like. So when I find it, I'll know it's a real deal and not some jerk one, uh, what jerks want. It looks like the season of hopelessness, despair, and want. But there's a season of change. Listen to me. There's a season of change that God wants you to walk into. It doesn't have to stay the way it is. Are you listening to me? Brother or sister, prayer warrior, prayer partner, those that are listening for the first time to this broadcast, it doesn't have to stay the way it is. I'm going to begin to walk not only in the promises of God, but also in the will of God so I can begin to see some raw materials become the miracles that you've been praying for. Are you listening to me? When the seasons of your life changes, so should some of the stuff that you are have been doing. I mentioned it last week. You can't be out with uh, your lawnmower when there's a foot of snow in the yard. That's the wrong season. You're in the wrong season. You need to get into the right season. You don't mow your yard when there's a foot of snow on the ground. We do things differently during different seasons of our lives. So I need you to understand this with me. If you are wanting to move out of the season that you are currently in and into a season that God is wanting to take you in, there are some things that are are going to have to be put away first. And here's some here in another week or so, we're going to be put on, uh, put the lawnmower away and and get the snowblower and the snowplow out. We're going to be checking the oil. We're going to be checking the gas. We're going to be firing it up and making sure it works. Why? Because we know there's another season coming and we don't want to get caught doing what we're doing before in our new season, right? I hope you're getting what I'm talking about here. I'm not talking about snow plows and and shoveling snow in, in, in Fort Mojave, Arizona, where it's 117. We talked about it last week. Doing the wrong thing in the wrong season, that creates a lot of confusion in our lives and in our ministry. So what... Was it that I'm not going to do or not doing in my present season that I need to start doing to prepare myself for the season of change that God wants to take me into? What is it that needs to happen so that that you can sustain the good thing that God wants to bring into your life? What changes need to happen in your life? What should, a, a, what should you stop focusing on and start focusing on? What should you stop praying for and start praying for? And how should you stop acting and start 
acting for. You need to pray and show me. You need to pray and say, God, show me the, the, the hatred that you should put away so, so you can find the peace of mind that you need to be able to love people and, and be loved by people. What raw materials can you turn into a finished product? That's what God's asking you right now. See, the reason that we are stuck in, in our situations and limited by our circumstances is often because we have allowed other people to convince us that we are bound to our conditions. You are not bound by anything. Jesus released you from that. Are you listening? That we are somehow victims of all that has gone on in our lives or what is going on in your life right now. What we forget is that we have the same creative DNA in us that God has as we are made in his image and in his likeness. That means, my friend, that means that we have within us the ability to recognize when it is time to take a raw material and turn it into something that is useful and beneficial and conductive in our lives. Are you listening? In Genesis chapter 1, verse 2 through 3, And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the water. And God said, Let there be light. And there was light. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The reason you must begin to reposition the way that you think and the way that you function is because many times we are stuck between the lines of our limited thinking. Break free. Get out of the box. You need to get out, uh, out of there and say, let there be light in my life. Hallelujah. It's time for someone to get out of the void. It's time for someone to, to tell the darkness to turn into light in their lives. You see, the season you are in is not the season you should be in right now. Things are about to change. Say that to someone. Things are about to change. God is doing a new thing in your life. He wants that to happen. God is bringing you out of a season that had its purpose and place in your life, but it's not where you're supposed to be. It's not where you're meant to be. You don't have to accept that situation as it is. God gave you a part of himself. He gave you the creativity and you can go home uh, you can go home and and you can begin to turn it loose in your life. Are you listening? No matter where you are in the sound of my voice, God is ready to to let loose and let that creative flow in you in Jesus name. See God gave you a part of himself, that creativity. You need to turn it loose in your faith prayer life, workings of your mind, and in your understanding of who you are and where your life is headed. Just release it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Speak into your situation and say, let there be new light in my life. Hallelujah. I don't know what the situations is of your life look like before the series began, but if you will get this message into your heart, and understand your authority over these things, every spirit and every enemy is going to be running from you. You need to release it in Jesus' name. You'll begin to declare some things, and change is going to come into your life because you'll be in the season of change. Hallelujah. Jesus' name. Praise God.
so we can see that there is change coming here in America and around the world. The only way to make that change happen is to find God in your life. Normally, I would, I would lead us in a prayer here for the sinner's prayer, but I think right now I'm going to just turn it over to Judy Little and let you know what's going on here at the broadcast. We need help to keep us on the air. But I want you to know that right now, this broadcast, you mean a lot to this broadcast. I've said it before and I'm going to say it again. Most of all, you matter to God, but you matter to this broadcast. You matter to our church. You matter to this ministry and this ministry team. No matter where you are in your life right now, I want you to be prepared for the change that's coming. If you don't believe me, look in the streets. Just turn on the, turn on the TV and look at what's going on in the streets of America right now. And for that matter, around the world. We're living the book of Revelations right now. Just read it. It's coming. That awakening that God promised me in that vision is coming to pass as we speak. Right now, wherever you are, the sound of my voice, I want you to know that the seasons are changing. And it's time for you to reach out and grab that new season in your life. Would you bow your head with me? Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before you right now. Lord, welcoming this new change that you've promised in our lives. To all things, there is a season. Season to weep, season to smile, season to laugh. All things must change. And we're seeing that change after hundreds of years in America. We're seeing a new change. And I pray, Lord, throughout all this that's happening, that there will be a good, a good change a season of change to come to America, to this nation. Help us, O Lord God. We plead 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14. We plead that prayer right now. We pray for all those that are listening to the sound of my voice that their, their season would begin and it would be a, a good season for them to change by coming to you, O Lord God. Right now, wherever you are in the sound of my voice, if you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord, as your Savior. I want you to know that Jesus Christ is here for you right now. It doesn't matter, good or bad, pretty or sad, skinny, not so skinny, young or old. If you're single, married, divorced, widowed, straight, bi, lesbian, gay, or trans, loving life or hating the world, never been to jail, day in your life, just got out last night, red, yellow, black, or white, I want you to know that God loves you. Whatever your past religious experience, God loves you. Whatever the religion doctrine that you hold to or, or don't hold to, you matter to God and God is ready to give you that change, that new season in your life. If you love Jesus, you hate Jesus. God loves you and God is ready to give you a new change in your life. But you're going to have to do something to make that change happen. That new season to come into your life. And you can do that by praying this prayer with me right now. If you want that new season, that time of change to come into your life, Now's the time, and this is how you can make that change come into your life, by praying this prayer with me. It's a simple prayer. Just pray this prayer with me. Dear Lord, say with me, Dear Lord Jesus, I know that I am a sinner, and I ask for your forgiveness. I believe that you died for my sins, and you rose from the dead. And Lord, I turn from my sins, and I invite you to come into my heart, 
and into my life. I want to trust and follow you as my Lord and my Savior. If you prayed that prayer in real and sincere faith, then I want you to email us at spiritualawareness777 at gmail.com and give us the, today's date that you said this prayer alone. And I want you to seek out a good Bible-believing church and ask them to, to baptize you for the remission of your sins in Jesus' name. If you said that prayer, I want to personally welcome you to the family of God. Because the Bible says that when you pray that prayer, you are a new creation. And the old has passed away. And behold, all things become new. We as Spiritual Awareness Ministries are so glad that you came upon this broadcast. And that you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Your life has purpose. Your life has significance. And you are going to enter a new time of change. A new season of change. In a moment, Sister Judy is going to come on and tell you about some new things that are happening at Spiritual Awareness with Pastor Davenport. Until then, God bless you. Hello, everybody. This is Judy here, board member of Gospel of Faith Church and the Spiritual Awareness Broadcast. I have some fantastic news. Our website designer just placed a new page on the website at www.spiritualawareness.net slash donate. This will bring up our t-shirts that are offered for a donation. After we, after Along with a new offering of a special King James large print wide margarine Bible with tabs for easy reference marking each book. It is engraved with spiritual awareness in silver on the front cover. This remarkable Bible is offered for a donation of $100 or more to keep us on the air. If you're listening on another venue like Spotify or Apple, you will have to go to the website spiritualawareness.net slash donate. Email us at www.spiritualawareness777 at gmail.com. Give us your name and address once you've donated by Push and Donate Now. We will send out your new Bible. Due to the coronavirus or COVID-19, we will take about two to three weeks to deliver. Pastor Davenport will be preaching at Gospel of Faith Church every other Sunday. Now until next week, may the Lord bless you, keep you, make his face shine upon you until he brings us back again. Please stay safe and God bless.